Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do care about the Green Bay Packers. And we don't care about anything else. Let's go. Alright, hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. Today is a glorious Sunday because for the first time in 42 days, the Green Bay Packers have officially ended a football game with more points on the scoreboard than their opponent. That is right. The Green Bay Packers in Mike McCarthy's homecoming, a game in which he showed up to looking like Vince Lombardi prepared to put a nail in the coffin that is the Packers season. The Packers said, not so fast, Mike. We're going to pull out the W, and that's what they did. This game, the first half at least, was a relatively even affair. It began with a couple of Watson drops and stalled drives early on. The run game was working throughout but just when they got into third and need to have it they couldn't quite convert there however as the game moved on in the first half and the Cowboys began to put up some points you know with Tony Pollard the Packers they responded the first score for the Packers was a deep shot to Watson that was absolutely incredible considering the history with him and of course the drop in Minnesota Aaron Jones's run was just another beautiful play about a 15 yard run capped off by him jumping into the end zone and holding his crotch and ode to Marshawn Lynch and then the second half um, began with the score 14 to 14 and it was a tale of two halves the Packers offense couldn't get any sort of points uh, the special teams fumbled and the defense got murdered but then in the fourth quarter in overtime after the third quarter the Packers got all of the stops seemingly at will and the offense put up points left right center back and front and it was enough and despite trailing 28 to 14 going into the fourth quarter the Packers they were able to come out on top and get the victory and that was extremely exciting I have to talk quietly here because I'm recording from a hotel room late at night I that is probably the reason for the poor sound quality but they did it. The Green Bay Packers actually won a football game. And with that out of the way, let's jump right into the offensive notes. They did it. The Packers officially married the run and the pass game. Oh my goodness. It only took 10 weeks, right? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Man, with 29 throws, or pardon me, 29 runs and 20 throws, the Packers ran early and often, and it worked so beautifully you had Aaron Jones picking up yards relatively consistently against a very good Cowboys front make no mistake about it that Cowboys front is damn damn good the ball wasn't moving super well it wasn't like they were ripping off 10 yard chunks or 25 yard chunks or anything like that they were going with four four yard runs three yard runs nine yard runs three yard runs two yard runs 10 yard runs and that was all that they needed to do on the ground because then off of that they used play action with their offensive line their best five offensive linemen in there they blocked it up beautifully and they used play action to perfection Watson's third 
touchdown was on a play-action pass. Watson's first touchdown was on a play-action pass. And his critical conversion late in the fourth on third down in their own end was also on a play-action pass. They used his speed on crossers, corners, everything. They set Sammy Watkins up on play-actions. The Packers' ability... To use the run to set up the pass in this game was absolutely beautiful. It's stuff that I've been waiting for throughout the year. And, man, they were only a couple of plays early on from putting up a lot, maybe even 40 points because those couple drives that stalled out in Cowboys territory, especially with Mason Crosby missing field goal early on, were damn close to getting them the points that they needed. Being at the game, I counted one high looks. And only in overtime did the Cowboys actually start playing uh, with the two-high shell. I told my dad, who I was at the game with, about the one-high looks. And, man, the Packers were they were running the ball, and the Cowboys were begging them not to. They threw the one-high safety up there all the time. They said, please, please, we'll give you anything. Just, just pass on us, okay? And to LaFleur and Rodgers' credit— they did not always oblige. They stuck with the run, even when it wasn't super efficient, but they stuck with it. And then off of that, they said, okay, Cowboys, you want us to pass? We'll pass here. Um, Matt schemed his guys open, as he always does. Watts, Watkins made a couple of tough catches. He made one sliding grab over the middle. He made one great catch on a second and 22. Watson, of course, ran, ran past guys, and Lazard came up clutch when they needed him. He came in clutch. So the Packers offense clicking on all cylinders. How did they do that? Running the pass game. Who would have thought that? I don't know. Maybe you can listen to uh, the last 20 episodes of this podcast to figure that out. The second offensive note that I have is that everyone came to play. And I said, this is what's going to need to happen. Everyone's going to need to come in there and they're going to need to execute. Lafleur can only do so much with his scheming guys open, which, by the way, he's been doing all year. People just haven't been hitting them. Lafleur can only do so much with his play calling. At some point, people need to execute. Rodgers, he was on point. On point. He was not in his automatic mode of let's throw a fade to Lazard on every need to have it down. But he went through his progressions. He found the open man, and he made the throw. Receivers, to their credit, they made catches. Of course, Watson, we all know about his big game. Lazard played the complimentary piece that I've been wanting him to play. He is he is not a number one receiver. I'm sorry to anyone who thought that he was, but he can be an elite number two guy, and you saw that today. He had the big time, I don't know, 30 or 40-yard catch to set up the game-winning field goal. He had a couple of key conversions. Uh, from a running back standpoint, Dylan ran behind his pads. That was I mean, it's it's so much fun to watch a man that big move the way that he does. Aaron Jones, of course, one of the shiftiest guys in the game. He's in here's in he's he is incredible, especially to watch in person. But here's here's what I want to focus on. The offensive line came to play. We learned pregame that Bakhtiari was available along with Amari Rogers, who I mean, let's let's get to Amari Rogers real quick here. Amari Rogers lost seemingly his punt return role today Matt LaFleur said they're gonna you know need to do a little bit more figuring out there but I mean I don't know what his role is right now because he's not getting snaps at the receiver position and he can't catch punts so we'll see what happens with Amari Rogers there but on the offensive line on a positive note there were some absolute gaping holes created in the running game Elton Jenkins 
He was killing people. Josh Myers was burying people left and right. And so the run game, you had that looking really good. I mean, the Cowboys defense, not the best run defense in the NFL, especially for a front that good, but nice to see the Packers offensive line creating the holes like they did in the run game. However, in the pass game, that's where they really came to play because like with everything, I need to rewatch the game to figure these things out. But the Packers seem to have a lot of answers for Micah Parsons. Credit to Bakhtiari and Nyman for wiping Parsons out. I didn't see a huge amount of chipping. Um, but also credit to LaFleur and Rodgers because they did run at Parsons. You saw that. Early and often, they came out and they ran Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon at Micah Parsons. So a phenomenal job with the Packers offensive line, having a plan for Parsons and executing it and... In just their second game with their best five offensive linemen up front, the Packers really did a phenomenal job. Everyone came to play, and this was the type of offensive output that we've been waiting for for basically the entire year. Okay, offense out of the way. Great job there, marrying the run in the pass. That's going to be the key to this year, next year, and basically all of the years that LaFleur's in town. So let's jump into the defensive notes. The first defensive note that I have for you is that the defense was put in disadvantageous positions. Amari Rogers, oh baby, he had the fumble on the punt that put the defense around their own 40, um, which they gave up a touchdown on to go down 21 to 14. In addition, Aaron Rodgers fumbled when the Packers were down 7-0. Rodgers fumbled around his own 10 and the Cowboys somehow were held out of the end zone and out of uh, they were the field goal was taken away from them because Rudy Ford came in and had two picks, the first of which took those points away from the Cowboys. So two times the defense got stuck on the field. They were told to save the day. One of them they did. Um, and then later on, they came up big a lot of the time, too. I mean, towards the end, they got a bunch a bunch of stops, which was really impressive because in the third quarter they couldn't stop anything. In the at, let's let's talk about the stops at the end of the game first. They got to stop the Packers. They had the Watson's second touchdown on the fourth down. Packers come within seven points. You say defense, you got to get a stop here. We've seen plenty of times this season where the defense has been unable to get a stop in that situation. What do they do? They come out, they get a stop. They give the ball back to the Packers. The Packers come out. Watson's third touchdown. You tie it up 28-28. You say, okay, defense, Cowboys can either go on a two-minute drive here and solve away this game, or you guys can come in, make a play. What do they do? They came in, and they made a play. They got a stop when they most needed it there. And then the Packers, let's be honest, should have been able to finish the game in regular time, but they couldn't. And so they went over time. The defense lost the toss. The Packers lost the toss. The defense had to start on the field, and they got a stop then, too. That's three straight incredible stops for a Joe Barry defense that has struggled all year in clutch moments. They came up with a bunch, and they made a bunch of plays. So I'm really pleased with the way the defense responded. Got two turnovers. When, the, when you win the turnover battle, 2-1, to one, very, very, very good sign. Uh, my second defensive note is that C.D. Lamb ran wild, and Tony Pollard also ran a little bit wild. Um, draw plays, let's stop the draw plays. Not too much you can do from a Joe Barry standpoint there, but three times, one of them was called back by penalty, but three times the Packers gave up, I don't know, 13 or 20-yard runs on draw plays on second and long. Right, It was like second and 21, the Cowboys ran a draw to get it to third and short and then convert it. So 
that that's got to be sorted out. Um, but other than that, a pretty good job bottling up Pollard and the Cowboys' other running back. Ezekiel Elliott did not play. I thought he would play, but he did not play. And then, <clears throat> more importantly, Joe Barry, please, dear God, do something about receivers playing or cornerbacks playing so far off. I mean, Joe Barry refused, refused to press receivers at the line. And so, so often you see Sewell and Jaw 10 yards off the line. And it just, why? Like, I ask, what does that give you? Okay, I feel like being at the game, some more man-match concepts really should have been mixed in. I know one of the times they played man, Jair got burnt by CD for a touchdown, but you can't make that the reason that you don't play more man. So, Barry, I mean, after the Giants game, players came to you, asked you to be more aggressive. I just asked you a little bit. Press, guys, just just a bit more, just for me. Okay, just for me. But overall, great, good, good job by the defense. They got stops when they needed to. Rudy Ford really, really came to play. It was a good day. And then let's jump into the last segment, my players to watch for this game. Aaron Rodgers, my first player to watch. I'm not going to lie. Throughout the game, I thought that I'd picked Christian Watson as my player to watch. I got so excited when he got, first of all, that first touchdown. And then the second three, because I thought, oh, great, there's my player to watch. That's an easy, easy W. Alas, I picked Aaron Rodgers. And now I'm still going to count that as a win because Rodgers played in rhythm. He went through his reads. And most importantly, that old man can still play, baby. That old man has it all. Rodgers made a beautiful, beautiful throw on that touchdown to Christian Watson. He also had another beautiful throw on that clutch third down conversion to Watson where he just kind of stood in the pocket, took a hit, delivered it sidearm to Watson, who also took a hit. And, I mean, Lazard was the guy that, I mentioned this before, Rodgers was trying to force everything through throughout the year. This time, it was all Watson. Okay, Lazard was just beautifully fit in as a complimentary piece. That's the type of Rodgers I want to see for the rest of the year. Hell of a job, Aaron. Thank you for getting me to 4-13. and 13. Yeah, I'm still not too proud of that. My second guy, Quay Walker. I'm going to give myself 5-13 and 13 here. Am I being generous? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I really do feel like Quay played well. I, again, I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to have to look at everything, but from what I saw on the field, he flew around and made tackles. It felt like every time Dak swung out a you know, pass in the backfield to Tony Pollard, Quay was right there. He flew in and made a tackle. He is on a, tacker, on a Packers defense that sometimes has struggle, trouble tackling. Quay Walker's a guy that always, always makes a tackle. He also seemed to fit holes in the run game nicely. So in a bounce-back Packers game, this was a bounce-back players to watch segment for me i'm now five and 13 on the air not great could be worse so that is more or less all that i have for you a phenomenal game i cannot express how happy how grateful i was to be able to be at this game i think i i i should give myself a lot of credit for choosing to go to this game i mean what a game to be at the Packers I'm not going to say saving their season because their season's over a lot of people want to talk about their season being saved I'm not going to do that again with no expectations comes no limitations or comes no disappointment so season's 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 still gone but 
a great win for the Packers, really a morale boost, I would assume. And, you know, let's see if we can carry this forward going into Thursday night against the Titans. Since we do our episodes on Wednesday, nothing will change. You can get the episode on Wednesday. The game will be on Thursday night. But that is what I have for you. As always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. Thank you for dealing with my poor audio quality. And as always, Go Pack Go! Go!